Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Austin Matthews has two more goals, now up to 16 on the season. Toronto leads Ottawa 4-1 early in the second period. Capitals up 1-0 on the Sabres, also early in period two. Blue Jackets lead the Predators 1-0. Penguins lead the Islanders 1-0. Crosby has his sixth of the season. Flyers up 1-0 on the Rangers. And the Devils up 1-0 on the Bruins. Also, the Sharks and Blues just underway. No score later. Kings at Coyotes. Wild and Ducks, another game postponed in Dallas because of the storm and power conditions that was supposed to be Dallas and Tampa Bay. So that one being pushed back. Raptors halfway through the first quarter, leading the Milwaukee Bucks 14-13. Toronto coming in at 13-15 and 15 tonight. The Bucks are 16-12. and 12. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. My name is Reed Wilkins. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chad. Happy to hear from you. If you'd like to participate, 780-496-0063. You can email inside sports at 630Ched.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Reed Wilkins, R-E-I-D-W-I-L-K-I-N-S. Okay, so the Oilers back at it tomorrow. They will play in Calgary. The Flames, the only team the Oilers have not beaten this season. They only had one crack at them a couple of weeks ago. Lost 6-4. Tomorrow's game starts at 7. The face-off show will be at 5.30. Later game on Saturday, 8 o'clock start, but the face-off show at 6.30. The Oilers have won 7 of their last 9. And I will remind you Trekkies out there, that is not a Borg reference. That's actually how many games they've won in their last 9. 7 of 9. So they're up to 10-8 and eight on the season. And they were able to calm it down somewhat after losing 6-5 to the Jets on Monday. The 3-2 win last night, a couple of early goals, uh, pretty good penalty killing. They did allow the one power play goal against, but they had some key kills in that game. And uh, they were able to hold the Jets off in a pretty tense third period with Mike Smith absolutely leading the way again. And Mike Smith, quite frankly, has been awesome. I, I realize he got pulled on Monday Sure, the one goal was questionable. Didn't get a lot of help in that loss. He allowed four goals on 11 shots. Despite that, his save percentage is 938 so far this season, and his record is 3-0. He got a no decision for the game on Monday. Mike Smith, who turns 39 in about a month, you wouldn't know it. He, he said it when he was interviewed after one of the games last week where he, he doesn't look at it, well, I'm a certain age, so I just got to ride it out here. He wanted to get better. How did he do that? Well, he turned to a guy by the name of Adam Francilia, who is a development coach, but basically he works with pro athletes and primarily NHL and AHL goaltenders and works on their athleticism, works on their mental game, works on their structure, works on their nutrition and diet, whatever they need 
to help them improve. And Mike Smith turned to him during the offseason. They, they, they hooked up in September and October primarily to work together in uh, in Kelowna. And Adam Francilia is going to be on the show tonight between 6.30 and 7. Really looking forward to talking to him. And, uh, you know, you may have read about this guy a, a little bit. Mike Smith was asked about him last week by Jason Greger. So we got Adam Francilia on the show tonight. And he, he's, he's worked with Connor Hellebuck. Uh, he's wor- he worked with Matt Murray in the offseason as well. And if you look, I know, you know, Ottawa's had some tough games, but if you look at Matt Murray's performance over the last couple of weeks, as opposed to the start of the season, he's doing much better. So maybe some things he had to work out that he didn't have the luxury of getting through in a preseason. And uh, Francilia works with the San Jose Sharks, m- many goaltenders around the league. So Mike Smith turned to him and so far so good with Mike Smith. So we'll get to know Adam and talk about his relationship with, uh, with Smith a little bit too. So anyway, the Oilers got the win last night. So seven of their last nine, they've, they've had some pretty good games with goaltending and allowing fewer goals against let's face it. They still had a couple defensive slash goaltending disasters along the way, and they probably will continue to as the season goes on. But encouraging things that we've seen here over the last two and a half weeks or so. And I I asked head coach Dave Tippett today, are you feeling confident that the team can find different ways to win? You have to find ways to win different ways. You can't just be a kind of a one trick pony thing. And, And if you look in the past, if you study any teams there, there's teams have to be able to play in a tight checking game. They have their special teams can win them games. You can, if you have to open up a game and, and play with more offense, if you're down, you're, you're, you know, you can find ways to win games. So ultimately that's what makes you a good team. Uh, I think we have some of those qualities, all of them. I think we can continue to improve on. It's been one of the ongoing themes for me both in my professional life as a sports broadcaster and just being a sports fan. The good teams can win a game a variety of ways, and they can often win games when they're not having their best nights. The NHL, the best hockey players in the world, anybody is capable of having a great game and and doing great things if the other team is not defending you very well or you're having a really good night. But can you go out there and have your B game and still win? Now, I'm not sure if the Edmonton Oilers are quite there, but I am encouraged that they've had some better goaltending, that they've had some uh, staunch or, I guess, better special teams performances lately. The overall percentage for the uh, penalty kill isn't that great. The power play is up around 25% again. So that's going to be an ongoing storyline for this team. Can they win games a variety of ways we know they can score i mean they're scoring three goals at least pretty much every game now unfortunately they've had a game where they recently where they got to four in calgary and lost and and where they got to five against winnipeg and lost so that has to change but they, they can win a high scoring game they're proving a little bit more lately that they can win lower-scoring games. Goaltending is the backbone of that, but I, I do think they checked better last night and, and were a little more responsible and, and didn't let the uh, Winnipeg star players have as much free reign as they did on Monday. So encouraging there. We'll see if they can keep it going. You know, Calgary's coming off a tough game, and we're going to talk about that as we move along tonight because they'll be motivated tomorrow night. Dave Tippett was also asked today, what kind of growth, what have you seen since opening day? You know, you're trying to get your team together, and, you know, we have 
without exhibition games, you got new players in, you're trying players in different different roles. You know, we got behind a little bit with just with Schmitty's injury. So there's parts of our game that have improved. And then there's there's parts of it improved just because we're starting to realize where all the parts fit a little bit. And and with the two goaltenders in there that can play, you get a good balance there. So there's some things in our team that have moved along and I think probably every team can can say those things, but I, I like the way we progressed here the last two or three weeks. I also think they're getting some better performances from some individuals who struggled early. One of them for sure being Tyson Berry, who wasn't that effective the first seven or eight games, much better lately, both on the power play and five on five, joining the rush more, playing more with more confidence, uh, you know, taking shots, setting up plays. That's all been better. Jujar Kara, who has been much better. Um, you know, he obviously had a good run of points recently. I think he's helped the penalty kill playing a little bit more physical. Like, yeah, you know, I feel like there are some guys on the Oilers I'd still like to see a little bit more jam from and maybe be a little bit more willing to initiate contact or, or go out there and want to wear the villain's hat a little bit more often than they do. But 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 he's been okay. You know, Gaetan Haas has come back and helped when he has played. Tyler Ennis has come on a little bit lately. So a bunch of little things have helped the Oilers be more successful during this run. Of course, they still have McDavid and Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins, who continue to be the big three. By the way, I've, I've seen all the uh, the hubbub online uh, about uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins and the fact that he doesn't have a contract. To me, at this point, th- this is still a bit of a non-story. Um, I mean, they're in the season. There's business to take care of. There is a lot of uncertainty with uh, the NHL and finances and, and the pandemic and all that kind of stuff. I don't think it's reasons to, to throw a tizzy fit that Nugent Hopkins hasn't yet signed a contract extension. I do think he wants to continue to be an Edmonton Oiler. I think the franchise wants him here. I think he's now occupies a very unique spot on the team. He is a complimentary player, but he's a very good complimentary player. But he's also not a one-trick pony. Sometimes when you talk about a complimentary player, say you have a complimentary offensive player. Well, maybe he's not the setup guy. Maybe he's not the forechecker. Maybe he's the trigger man. And you can get him the puck and he can fire it and he can score goals and bunches when he's on his game. But Nugent Hopkins, the reason he's valuable is that he can do a little bit of everything. He's, he's very good on the power play. He's, he's decent five on five. McDavid likes playing with him. He has a good shot. He can also pass. He's on the power play. He can also penalty kill. And you can trust him in most situations. He's a pretty good two-way player. If you look at how he's he's developed over the years, I mean, earlier in his career, he got slammed for a lot of the stuff that a lot of young players get slammed for not being able to do. Can't check, doesn't know where to go, isn't hard enough on the puck, isn't in the right spots. Well, now you can trust Nugent Hopkins to do most of those things the large majority of the time. He, he would not be easy to replace. Absolutely, he would not be easy to replace. I think something's going to get worked out. I remain optimistic. I, I don't think it's, you know, code red that, that nothing's happened yet. I mean, they're in the middle of the season. Uh, they have talked in the past, so there's at least some sort of groundwork. You know, if you hear about 6.25 or whatever the team's willing to offer, Nugent Hopkins maybe wants seven. That's not that far apart in the grand scheme of things. So I do think something's going to get done. I talked to a couple of former NHLers today, guys who used to play for the Oilers, and they said from their players' perspective, 
there is so much time to get this done that really there should be nothing to worry about. So just a little bit of an aside there on Nugent Hopkins. All right, we got to call a quick timeout. You can chime in 780-496-0063. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Or is that Big Brother commercial really intense? Is the show actually that intense? I'll have to ask Chelsea Bird. She was on. Wasn't Chelsea on a Big Brother a few years ago, Kellen? Before she started working here? Yeah, I can't remember what season, but she was or is a former Big Brother Canada contestant. So what's I've never watched that show. Is that where they all gotta live in the same house and then somebody wins a million dollars? Is that basically the premise? Yeah, it basically is the the basic premise. Yeah, they have different challenges and if you lose a challenge you could be for so well, like, what is it and stuff like that. Is so. it is it survivor in a house? Is that basically the twist? Sure. That's 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 the pitch meeting for some of these shows. Uh got an idea for a show. Okay, what is it? Uh Survivor, but in a house. Ooh, I like it. That's pretty much the extent of some of that. I don't watch. I don't watch those re- reality shows. I watched the first couple of years of Survivor. That was like twenty or twenty-two years ago now. Anyway, what am I talking about? Oh yeah, Inside Sports. Luke writes in tonight on the text line. Luke, thanks for using the force of your cell phone to send a text message in. He says Nugent Hopkins is a very important part of the team. Even when he's not scoring, he does all the little things he needs to do. He's become an excellent two-way player. Brian says, my personal thoughts, Nugent Hopkins going to be used as trade bait for a goaltender. Maybe Darcy Kemper from Arizona. I'm not in panic mode with his contract, just trying to see how the Oilers get a goaltender. Robert says, I have a couple of thoughts on the Oilers goaltending. I believe Smith and Koskinen can get this team into the playoffs and maybe win a round or two. Are the Oilers cup contenders with these two goalies? No, but I believe there is reason for optimism at the position for next season and beyond. I also believe Holland will be able to build alongside Connor and Leon when the team clears some cap space. Well, I'll tell you what, the, who is that that said that about the goalie? Brian. That's about the, that's the, that's the position that I would most entertain trading Nugent Hopkins for. If you get a really good goaltender, because we know the difference that can make. But again, I don't think this is happening in the next couple of weeks. The the trade deadline's in in April. I think it's uh, April 12th. So you got a bit of time. And if you you trade with an American team, you got to wait a couple of weeks for the guy to get here and quarantine. So that's not great. But I think you have to wait and see how it goes for some other teams. I mean, what is Arizona right now? I think they're a game over 500. So we don't really know which way their season's going to go. Kemper, again, has a good save percentage. He's got a 919 save percentage. He was 928 last year, 925 the year before. Uh, still not bad in 1718. Didn't play as much. Like he's he's had some good numbers. He's had some good numbers. So you know, if you're trading a significant player like Nugent Hopkins, then to me, you you have to get a position changer back. I mean, I I understand. You know, one thing I hear is like, okay, well. What if you didn't give Nugent Hopkins $7 million, let him leave in free agency and use that $7 million to sign a shooter and uh, a decent defenseman? Well, okay, so what, you're getting a number five defenseman? The Oilers have a plethora of those already. You're getting a sniper? Fair enough, they could use one. 
but then you're you're losing all the other things Nugent Hopkins can do. So, yeah, if you're getting a really good goalie, then I would entertain it. But I don't think the Oilers are there yet in making that decision. And we talked about this on the show a couple of nights ago. They may just ride it out with this goaltending because Holland doesn't want to possibly give something away to, to, to take a risk on a goalie who's not going to be a sure thing. But uh, good text messages. I appreciate those for sure. 780-496-0063. All right, we're going to meet the guy who worked with Mike Smith in the offseason. And so far, he looks like a genius. Development coach Adam Francilia is coming up. He'll tell you a little bit about who he is, what he does. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is how he got this job and a little bit about working with Mike Smith. That's in the next half hour of Inside Sports. Winnipeg Jets. Here's Pooley Arvey left side to McDavid to Pooley Arvey all along. Scores! Pooley Arvey goes upstairs. McDavid gets the assist. And the Oilers are up. 1-0. McDavid, 500 points. It's a little milestone, I guess. Uh, you know, a little, uh, little thing along the way here, which is, uh, you know, nice to see, uh, you know, to feel some of the reaction from you know, my teammates and, and friends and family and, and stuff like that, it's uh, it's always special. So, um, you know, I really appreciate the support. There's been quite a few players that get to 500, but to do it as fast as he's done it and in the company that he's done it with is uh, pretty remarkable. It just it just shows what, what a talent he is. It's incredible. Um, I mean, he's done it all his career. He's going to continue doing it. Um, I think... We talk enough about his on ice uh, performances and, and the way he um, the way he plays, but I think what we're all most impressed by is the way he handles himself off the ice. Um, just such a humble kid, um, he, just someone that you can learn a lot from. So um, we're very lucky, very fortunate to have a guy like that as our leader. I know he doesn't look at those accomplishments or look at milestones like that very much, but you know I think probably. Later on in life, he'll look back and and be very uh, proud of some of those milestones he's put forth. And I know he 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 still wants the team milestone ahead of the individual milestone. So that's what he's striving for. Looking back on last night, the three-two win over the Jets. Connor McDavid two assists as he passes the 500-point plateau. Same number of games it took Sidney Crosby to get there. Oilers and Flames tomorrow on 6:30. Chet, it's in Calgary. It's a 5:30 face-off show here on 6:30. Chet, the game will commence at seven tonight. Late in the second period, Maple Leafs taking it to the Senators. It is six-two. 
couple of goals for Austin Matthews. He now has 16 on the season. After two, Capitals leading the Sabres, two zip, Backstrom and Wilson, the goal scorers. Late in the first period, St. Louis up 1-0 on San Jose. Hoffman has scored the goal there. Blue Jackets lead the Predators 2-0 with three minutes to go in the second period. Also, Penguins up 2-0 on the Islanders with the third period about to begin. Crosby and Bluger, the goal scorers, late in the second period, 1-1 Rangers and Flyers and Devils now leading the Bruins 3-1. Pavel Zaka, the most recent goal in that game. Edmonton native Jake DeBrusque has Boston's only goal. That was his first of the season. NBA tonight, Raptors looking very, very good. They are leading Milwaukee 46-30. Halfway through the second quarter, 15 points already for Powell in that game. Siakam has pitched in with 10. 46-30, Raptors up on Milwaukee. Well, Mike Smith, a huge story for the Edmonton Oilers so far this season. 938 save percentage. That's despite allowing four goals on 11 shots and being pulled and getting a no decision on Monday. So he is 3-0. A man who spent a significant time working with Mike Smith in the offseason is Adam Francilia, who joins us now. Adam, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Reed. Thanks very much for inviting me on the show. Well, we appreciate having you because you have a very uh, unique job, <laughs> which uh, we want to get into <laughs> how you uh, how you even get doing what you're doing. But, you know, your mm-hmm. name came up in a post-game interview with Mike Smith last week, who, by the way, is now 3-0 and after the win last mm-hmm. night. Uh, if you can, mm-hmm. just tell us a little bit about getting to know uh, Mike Smith and working with him. <laughs> Well, uh, yeah, for sure. You know, Mike Mike moved full time uh, with the family to the uh, Kelowna area, and uh, you know, I had heard that he was in the area, and we we were connected by uh, a mutual uh, a mutual friend and colleague of ours, and uh, you know, I thought, you know, it, it would be you know, it made sense for both of us to meet and sit down, and you know, I've. You know, I've obviously seen a, a great deal of Mike's work just because of the sheer length and volume of his career. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, you know, Mike had, Mike had heard about, uh, about my work with the goaltenders as well. And so we sat down and met and had a, had a great uh, conversation. And, you know, from that conversation, we both agreed that uh, it seemed to make a whole lot of sense that we, uh, we should try starting to work together and, and see, you know, and see how that went. Yeah. Well, you must have done something good. <laughs> He's bounced back from that early season injury pretty strong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, <laughs> working with a guy, getting to know, a, um, you know, about a guy like Mike, he's, you know, he's had the uh, longevity uh, in his career uh, for a reason. Uh, you know, he's, he's, uh, he definitely owns his own process. Um but he's also had an opportunity to work with some very good people along the way. So his understanding of, of physiology uh, and anatomy and, and his own, his own body is uh, you know, it's got to be amongst the tops of any players that I've ever worked with. And so, you know, having, having those conversations, it's very much a two way conversation and, and there's as much knowledge and, and questions coming from him um, as there would, would be for me. So to be able to work with somebody like that, um, not only is extremely rewarding, but it's, you know, it allowed us to make a lot of headway in a, in a relatively short period of time, uh, just because his intake is so high. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and, and he said it, you know, cause he, he got asked, um, um, 
about getting better at what's supposed to be sort of the back nine of his career. And he was like, well, I don't look at it that way. I want to get, I want to improve no matter how old I am. So, you know, he's mm-hmm. obviously got mm-hmm. the right approach. You know, Adam, sure when, we, when we were talking about uh, doing this interview mm-hmm. and uh, I, I asked you, you know, how, how do you want to be introduced for your title? And it was kind of right. funny because you struggled a little bit, but we, you're basically, <laughs> you're basically a development coach. Um, but right. I, you know, maybe that's something that, there, there didn't, there weren't really a lot of development coaches 20, 30, maybe even 15 years ago. How did you become who you are and, and make it, a, make it a profession? What's the tale there? Well, I think I mentioned, you know, when we were talking uh, previously, I, I think I made the job up uh, because, you know, initially, uh, you know, I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm a strength and conditioning sports performance guy, uh, health and wellness guy. And, you know, I would, you know, primarily, you know, work with my guys in the off season, sort of that spring and, and summer. Uh, and, you know, I found that, you know, we, we accomplished a great deal uh, from, a, again, from the, the, the mental emotional side, from the nutritional side, from the holistic health and wellness side, and obviously the, the physiological side. And, you know, I, I just observe, uh, you know, season after season. And of course, this is, this is going back, uh, you know, over a decade, uh, far over a decade in some in some cases and i just noticed that the the rate of regression in in you know sort of all those areas that i just mentioned you know just seemed to be uh just alarming in some cases and and you know i felt um, you know it was also kind of unacceptable Uh, so you know i ended up you know, when guys would leave to go to their seasons you know i i I just said to them hey you know if there's anything that you you know, feel like you, you know, any questions you have or anything that, you know, you want to try to add in yourself, you know, just, just get a hold of me or, you know, don't hesitate to reach out. Uh, and then, you know, <laughs> quickly, quickly, sometimes, you know, be careful what you ask for. <laughs> um, and it ended up being, you know, that a lot of guys would start reaching out because there was a lot of things that they felt that they, you know, sort of were looking for. And so, you know, I, I figured, you know, it seemed to make sense to turn it into a service that was year round, uh, you know, so not just off season, but, you know, in season as well. And it, it sort of evolved from there, you know, it, it became, you know, a, a lot of information through the season. And then it became, you know, traveling to see the guys in their cities uh, during the season multiple times. And, and and then from there, you know, it was, it was food preparation and, and, uh, you know, uh, helping with, you know, some individualized uh, programming for their for their off ice. Uh, and then, you know, it, it's just grown from there. And, uh, you know, here we are today. So Adam Francilia joining us tonight on Inside Sports, who, uh, as he just described, is a development coach. He's worked with Mike Smith. And, and you've worked with a lot of goalies in the NHL. And I know you work That's with right. other athletes mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. But... What is it about goaltenders that that maybe has that's become such a, a big part of uh, of who you are? Like, do you consider yourself a, a goalie specialist, or is it just sort of the you know that the things you do seems to have a greater connection with the position? I, I don't know. Uh, well, uh, definitely at this point, you know, I definitely consider myself a goalie specialist because it is something that you know over the years for quite a while now I've really uh you know made a concerted effort to dedicate myself to um really immersing myself into the position and uh been very very fortunate to have 
been able to, uh, you know, collaborate, um, learn from, and 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 develop really good relationships with a number of people in a number of different facets, you know, that surround goaltending, whether it be goaltending coaches from, you know, the NHL organizations or you know some of the private goaltending coaches that these guys work with, um, you know, and 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 even even just from a even from a uh, you know from from the equipment and and you know that kind of thing because that obviously you know very much influences you know the biomechanics of movement which is really where you know my you know my area of specialty sort of originates and so you know and and you know so i wanted to become familiar with the you know the current concepts in goaltending you know the the technical aspect where the game's going and uh so you know that's that's sort of how it you know that's sort of how it evolved and and uh, I, I absolutely love the position. I, I always did growing up, you know, whenever I'd watch a game for whatever reason, I would I would watch it from the goaltender out uh, instead of the forwards in. And uh, yeah, it just it always captivated me. So it was it was a natural fit that you know, I was very comfortable spending a lot of a lot of my time, uh, you know, learning about the position and, and getting very much involved with it. So do you find there's overlap or collaboration then with your work with an individual athlete and the goalie coach he might have on his pro team? Absolutely. You know, absolutely. And I think in, in recent years, uh, that for me has become, uh, you know, much more commonplace and, and very much rewarding and positive, you know, I mean, even if we look at, uh, you know, with, uh, regarding Mike, you know, working with Dustin Schwartz, uh, you know, I had all, I had, be, you know, I was very familiar with, uh, with Schwartz's work. I, I knew, you know, how, how, you know, vast his knowledge was in goaltending and, and he had heard about me. Uh, and so when we started dialoguing about Mike, uh, you know, we were, it was a very automatic, uh, collaboration because we were both fans of each other's work. And one of the things that I really appreciated about, uh, Schwartzy that I, you know, probably didn't even realize as much, uh, until we actually chatted was, you know, not only his, his ability as a goaltending coach, but he really, uh, uh, puts a tremendous amount of emphasis on, on the person, you know, not just the goaltender. And I think that's, you know, that's something that's very much, uh, along with my philosophy is, you know, really getting to understand the person, the person behind the mask, the person under that gear. Um, because I think goaltending, because it's such a, you know, visually, you know, when we watch the game, um, you know, we really see uh, a tremendous amount of personality manifest through a goaltender's game. And, and I think that's a very important characteristic and trait to value when you're working with a goaltender and Schwartzy's, uh, you know, Schwartzy's great at that. So we, you know, we, we were able to have some really great early conversations about, uh, you know, both of our insights into, into Smitty. So, so yeah, getting back to the, you know, the basis of the question. Yeah, for sure. You know, I've, I have some great working relationships and collaborative uh, efforts with uh, the goaltending coaches for the different teams that I work with the guys. Well, that, yeah, that's the, that's really interesting, and, and I like how uh, you're not just coming on here and talking about uh, calories and stretching and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. I feel like you're talking right. about knowing knowing the human being as as well, mm -hmm. which, which I think is is really important. So, so let me throw this one at you. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, obviously Mike's going to turn 39 and, and mm-hmm. he's saying, he, you know, he every year he's looking to be better than ever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, in football, there's this young man by the name of Tom Brady who might play right. till he's 90, maybe, maybe not quite that long. But, mm-hmm. but are, you know, given what you do, and I think there's more people mm-hmm. perhaps in, in your field, as we said, than mm-hmm. ever before, mm-hmm. are, we, are we looking at realistically athletes, you know, peaking later in their careers or being able to extend um you know that window when they're at the top of their game longer than ever before is that where this is heading or has already headed well i think we've already seen examples of the fact that the potential to uh you know uh lengthen the you know the career of an athlete uh, with all the resources they have as far as, you know, uh, information. And, you know, I've been, you know, I've had my business for, you know, over 25 years now, and there's never been a time like this that, you know, athletes have become students of so many of the modalities that they take part in, whether it's nutrition or recovery or even just the, you know, the mental emotional work or whatever. So we have a, you know, we have an all time high of, of athletes that are, are, you know, know themselves better than, than they have in the past are more proactive in seeking out the information or the help uh, than they ever have been. So I think, you know, that that's going to result in the potential for an athlete Uh, like Mike, who's very, very much, uh, I mean, the guy is, he takes care of himself tremendously. Uh, He's always, you know, looking to be proactive and finding, you know, uh, effective, uh, you know, effective modalities to, to be able to, you know, stay vibrantly healthy. Uh, So yeah, I think, I think the window's there. I think the opportunity's there. And and uh, I think we're going to see athletes be able to stay relevant, you know, th- and that's the big thing too. I think, you know, what's going to keep uh, an older athlete in the game. It's not just going to be, you know, the ability to kind of grind out another year or two. It's going to be the ability to still be relevant and effective. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's quite a bit harder than just trying to, you know, just trying to make it through another year or two. I mean, we, we look at, we look at a guy like Mike and I mean, obviously it's a, it's just a few games, but uh, you know, the way he's moving and the work that we've done in the off season, you know, it, it really has the potential to actually, you know, peel back the years a little bit. And, and so his game can still be, you know, executed at a very high level. So yeah, I, I think so for sure. Yeah. Adam, really interesting stuff. You know, thanks for, for letting people know what you do and, and how you kind mm-hmm. of fit into the sports landscape and, and working with sure. Mike Smith, who uh, we're going to see at least once this weekend. I, I don't think he's going to get into a fight again, but uh, it's going to be fun to see him uh, <laughs> battle the Calgary Flames. I, I really appreciate you doing this uh, and all the best as you continue working with, uh, with goaltenders and athletes around the sports world, man. Really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks again, Reed. That is Adam Francilia. Interesting stuff. Quite a career. Worked, as he told you, extensively with Mike Smith in the fall, getting him ready for this new season. And so far, so good there. Officially, his title, if he had to 
have one is is development coach but he's primarily working with goaltenders now and as he explains still has a relationship with the the goaltending coach for whatever team that guy plays for like Dustin Schwartz here in Edmonton but Francilia trying to break some new ground there working with goalies and their mental game their physical game and their personalities and so far, so good for him. Uh, really interesting stuff. Inside Sports on 630 Chet, you can reach out at 780-496-0063. What's going on in Calgary? The Oilers' next opponent. We'll discuss next. All right, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. It is Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Oilers, Flames tomorrow. That is a 530 face-off show. The game will start at 7. Flames coming off a tough tough night last night against the Vancouver Canucks Jeff Ward uh do we have the clip ready Kellen okay yeah Jeff Ward Flames coach after the game inconsistent you know I think it's probably the best way um but we've been talking about that for a while now you know it's time to it's time to put this thing to bed and take charge and take control of what we can and you know we we certainly can control the way we start we certainly can control how we pay attention to details how hard we compete, how much we care. You know, all those things are certainly within our control. It's time for us to start giving a shit about it. Flames in fifth place in the North Division. Now, when I look at the standings, I often sort them by points percentage rather than just points because uh, a variety of games played. So right now you have Toronto comfortably ahead, 765 points percentage. Montreal solidly in second. 667 then it's very close winnipeg's now at 594 edmonton at 556 so edmonton has as many points as montreal but they've played more games than the canadians and the jets so in points percentage the oilers are fourth and calgary now in fifth they're eight seven and one a 531 points percentage so yes it's early but the oilers with a chance to create a little more separation if they can get three or four points this weekend News and weather coming up. My goodness, it actually felt warm out there today. And then more Inside Sports after 7. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.